Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number five in Be With Me. We're in the book of First Timothy, and we're going to start chapter two today. Today's title and thought is, start here, and then quote, God desires all people to be saved. We could just say that for seven minutes and let that soak in, because that's that's what the 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 big message is here today. God desires all people to be saved. That's from Second First Timothy chapter two and verse four. Verse four says, uh, "God who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth." So we're going to get there by He's going to ask people to start praying for who kings why so that people can do the number one thing in life what's that that is to receive god as savior because god desires all people to be saved that's kind of the the outline of what's going to happen today let me read this this is the first paragraph of first timothy chapter two. First of all then i urge the supplication prayers intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people comma for kings and all who are in high positions, comma, why? That we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly, small g, godly, and dignified in every way. Verse 3, this is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. That's going to tell us something about God. Verse 4, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of of the truth, period. For there's one God and there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Verse 6, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this I was appointed to preacher and apostle, I'm telling the truth, I'm not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. So this all is pointing towards Jesus as the ransom and the Father as the provi- as the provider in the heart with the, the motivation behind it is that he desires all people to, to, to be saved. All right, so the first thing that happens in this in this passage is Paul is asking for prayers that this process that we we're, we discussed here, that this process uh, start and continue. That is, it starts with kings and those in authority, high position, and pray for them, pray for wisdom, pray, you know, pray for peace so that we can live lives of peace, quiet and godly, dignified lives. You know, life is hard enough. We don't need to, you know, we don't need a world war to, to complicate things. And the idea is let the people that do uh, government and authority, let them do their thing so that we can get to the business of life. So what's the business of life? Is it has, is it, is it having children or success or maybe having grandkids or getting respect. I mean, those you know, those are all you know perhaps worthy things in life. But the real business of life, he's going to talk uh, here. Don't live your life and end up and not be a person who's saved. Uh, you know, don't leave the most critical thing you know on on the plate. So we learn things about God in this passage that helps us, you know, understand Him. That He can be pleased. That God can be pleased. That there is goodness. That um, that He's created kings and and and, uh, and authority. And that there can be atmospheres in which we can have a, a, fr- a fruitful, obeying, yielding life. The most important thing I think that this passage describes is this characteristic. And we learn something about God today. About the goodness of God, we have a characteristic of God that is he desires all 
people to be um, to be saved. So God can be pleased, and He desires people. So it, you know, it's not that He says uh, He desires all flowers to be pretty and all diets to be you know tasty. That, that it's that God's desires run to the front door of people. That the main focus of His radar is people. And maybe you're a person that says, "Hey, I don't know very much about God." Okay, good for you. Uh, or I don't know much about the Bible. Or I don't know very much about, you know, God's people. Well, th- this is a great place to start. This is, you know, everything you need to know about God. It's not everything, but it's, you know, it's a great place to start. What, where's the great place to start? Here, who desires all people to be saved. God desires all people to be saved. It doesn't say that he wants all that all will be saved because, you know, can you wander away? Can you depart? Can you deny? Can you fail, you know, fail to show up in the first place? Can any of us go before a righteous and holy judge and stand? No, there's only two things you can say when you go on the day of your death, which is I'm in trouble or that I'm with him. With who? With Jesus. So what about the desire for justice that we all have? What happens when that justice is turned towards us? What happens when we uh, when we finally get that desire for justice and it turns towards us? It's like, oh my goodness, I don't want justice for, for myself. I want, I want the justice to fall on Jesus. So what happens when we wake up and we find out that we're on the wrong side of this epic battle of good and evil? So does God wish to display his glory in election? Absolutely. Does God give us freedom of agency and free will? Yes, absolutely. He wants us to believe in him in consistency with the truth. So here's the truth. So he wants two things. He wants, it says, verse four, he desires all people to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. Well, what is the, what is the truth? And he describes it. Well, there's one God, there's one mediator, and there's one way out of this mess. There's one way out of this ransom. So this, this mess that we're all in with sin and debt and enemy and, and bad thinking, there's a rescue. He's the way, the truth, and the life, as it says in John 14, 6. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's, in other words, there is no plan B. So the prayer here, Paul is saying, hey, pray that pray that governments can get out of the way so that all people can be sa- sa- saved. Uh, and how is that? Through the one rescue. So God desires all people to be saved. 1 Timothy 2, 4. And uh, my concluding question would be, hey, what day were you saved? Tell me about the day. Maybe today's the day where you're cut to the heart and say, no, I haven't done that. Well, then let let it be today. Be ransomed and rescued. Well, how do you do that? By faith. That's the crazy thing about this is, you know, you don't have to do anything. It's belief that God is after. You can say, I agree. I agree. I am a sinner. I am in trouble. And call on him. Receive him. Believe confess that Jesus is is Lord, unite with him and the rescue that he's given, kind of ride on his coattails. Uh, I would say one act of obedience uh, that would follow this is then be baptized. And like it says in Philippians, be found in him. Or the the verse that meant so much to me in Colossians 3.3, let's hide ourselves in him. Let's find ourselves hidden in him today. Why is that? Because God desires all people to be saved. Thanks for listening.